Welcome back to the first shit talk of 2023. Next year is actually Paris Olympics. Would you believe? It's mad, isn't it? So, Dara, I've been thinking about two different things, three different things recently that I've been thinking about a lot, actually. And the the third will become, will make it apparent why I've been thinking about the first two things, because I have a lot of extra thinking time. Well, we'll get to the third later. Uh, But the initial thing I've been thinking about is... You know, there's this kind of stereotype in Ireland of the small town mentality yes. where everybody knows your business. Everybody kind of will talk about everybody. Everyone's kind of invested in everybody. Not in a good way, really, but everyone's very closely aware of the goings on and and it kind of forces this desire for younger people to... Are you late? Where are you going? keep going so it kind of forces this desire for younger people just to want to leave but I was thinking it's actually probably an evolutionary thing that's definitely been replicated over hundreds of thousands of years because if you're in that small community you're in an environment where eventually the community gets too big and it can't sustain that number and so people leaving is a good sign if it gets beyond that number to start new communities and it propagates the human species and it's probably the small town mentality that essentially drove the expansion of the human race and will drive the expansion of the human race essentially into the stars if you think about it and you extrapolate it all that way because at one stage in the American continent there was probably like 10,000 humans in the North American continent now there's hundreds of millions and it's that and that, that's crazy a small town mentality is driving the human race and its expansion do you not think it would be rather than it being small town mentality it might have been competitiveness for resources or that adventurous spirit rather than in my head small men- town mentality is Margaret looking over your fence being like they haven't got the grass new this week either yeah that's exactly what's happening you think they didn't do that of course they did that I know but I don't I don't th- think that's the main driver I think the main driver is like no there's more buffalo over there or uh, there's more gold in that creek I th- no I don't think that's the main driver right because people are inherently lazy and are going to do the most efficient thing and when you're a you think they're just sick of Nora looking yeah, over at you because if you're a prehistoric human you're not going to be like well, I'm going to go out into the unknown potentially risking death, disease and demons right yeah for some potential going beyond the creek I'm not going beyond the, the mountain range why would I do that that's dangerous so I might likely die so if you're just really fucking sick of your neighbours and your this desire to expand and leave you know it's never going to be the old people who are leaving. It's always going to be the younger generation. No, it can't be the old people who leave because they die. Splitting out, you know, and I think that's small town mentality. And social media has made the world so small that it's just going to force the expansion into the uh, the solar system and beyond. Or yeah. does social media make the world so small and then everyone goes off social media eventually? Will it be like this mass exodus and unplugging and the like Amish, Amishification of the world So to a certain point? Uh, Funny you asked that question because that was actually this does bring us nicely to our second thought process. But uh, first of all, I don't think that'll happen. I don't. You think. don't. No. If anything, the you've you've heard about the simulation theory, yeah. Like that. Uh, that thing seems quite popular. That's really popular among people who are very nihilistic. They're like, we're all in a simulation, bro. Like, yeah, it doesn't up. even matter. Shut the fuck up. don't even up. need to wash my underpants. That's what I want to say to them, is just shut the fuck up. But I do say it to them. But really disdainful look on my face, you know? Yeah. Like, I just want to be like, you shut the fuck up. Or, you know, if you're in a conversation with a few people and someone says something stupid and you're just going to make a face and don't say anything. <laughs> there's, you just stop talking. There's a really great quote from one of the Conan books, uh, Queen of the Black Sea. Right. There's a quote and it's, uh, I know this, if uh, if reality isn't real or if life is an illusion, I let philosophers worry about life. And I, something like, I live, drink red wine and know the touch of woman or something and let philosophers brood over the idea of illusion. I'll just live my life essentially. It's a much better quote now. See, do you have your phone? I have my phone, I'll yeah. find it there actually. You natter away, I'll find the good quote because it's a very good quote. So a good friend of ours, right? who's a, I'm going to call him a quite backward man and I think he'd enjoy (laughs) being called that and we won't name him um, but I think he will enjoy that. He has a quote and it's red meat, black beer, Mm -hmm. team sports and women and that's the only thing he's interested in. (laughs) Who is that? 
you know him, a terrible human being. Give me an initials. Uh, you know him well. Initials. You know his father as well. And give me the initials. T. All right. Um, but yeah, that's the, the kind of quote he lives his life by. The four things that matter to him most. So I, ha- I have the Conan quote here. Go on. Uh, Robert E. Howard wrote this over 100 years ago, by the way, as well. So before any kind of idea of... Is this Conan the Barbarian? This is Conan the Barbarian. But okay. they come from books, not the cheesy Jason Momoa and rock kind of thing, you know, actual okay. uh, early fantasy. So let teachers and priests and philosophers brood over questions of reality and illusion. I know this. If life is illusion, then I am no less an illusion, and being thus, the illusion is real to me. I live, I burn with life, I love, I slay, and I'm content. <laughs> a little, bit, a little bit more poetic than what I was saying, but uh, you can definitely get... more poetic than red meat, black beer, team sports, and women. It's essentially the same idea, though. Yeah, but uh, the the yeah that illusion yeah. thing or the simulation thing kind of annoys me sometimes because I'm like, okay, it you're not a quantum researcher, no. There's this idea that if you got so small, you'd see the pixels of the simulation. What? But then there's other people arguing. So some of it is kind of interesting, to be fair. But wait, wait, what, what would... If we're living in a simulation, mm-hmm. why would the technology of the simulation have to be the same as our technology? So our technology would be that mm-hmm. everything is a pixel or a byte or an atom. That's only one theory of it. Why? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's only one theory of the simulation theory but the idea is that like because if anyone if at any point we had the technology to live in a simulation you're taking the assumption with a relatively high value that we would all enter the simulation did you see that this is a spoiler alert for everyone just so you know Hmm. did you see the movie the simulation where they're all living in a simulation out in the desert this is a massive spoiler alert what movie is that um very good. Only out a month or two ago. Only a month or two ago. Uh, it's not ringing any bells, Jared. I'm going to get the name of it here quickly. Very, very good film. But we've ruined the film now because of the last five minutes of it that they live in a simulation. The Black Mirror did some of that kind of stuff. There was the one where they were trying to get a confession. Remember when Black Mirror wasn't based Don't on... Don't worry, darling. Never heard of it. Very, very good film. It's... um. I'll give you the premise because I'm already after ruining the film and I know for a fact you look up the plot and ruin it for yourself anyway. Go on. So everybody else just skip ahead if you don't want the film to be ruined. So this like community of people are living out in the desert in like, it's like 60s kind of swinging 60s or the 70s kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even earlier. And the men all work for this like V for Victory project. Right. And you're watching this, and they're they're living in a commune, but they're all extremely Riding. affluent. No, oh, they're all extremely affluent. Disappointing, and they're really hot, good-looking people as well. And they're not writing. No, and then as the movie goes on, people kind of get more suspicious. But everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up! Stop asking questions!" Mm-hmm. And you're you're thinking the whole time as the film goes on, is that they're working on this super dangerous weapon mm-hmm. or it's that it's some sort of thing they shouldn't be working on because that's why nobody will talk about it or the testing that they do, in like the testing goes on inside a mountain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what it actually is, is you're living in a simulation and all the men go back and come out of the simulation every day and like tender to the bodies of the wives who are in this simulation with them. So the wives were basically kidnapped and put into the simulation and they have no idea. Their memories are going to wiped. Mm-hmm. They're living in a simulation. Nobody knows they're in a simulation, but the men know every day when they go to work, yes. they go and work in like McDonald's or whatever, bring back the stuff and they'll like spray down the bodies to make sure they stay moist or whatever. Um, very creepy end. What was the reason for the, so like the simulation? Why they wanted to live in a simulation is... The main character, who's an absolute belter, gorgeous looking girl, she's like a trauma surgeon Mm -hmm. and she was never at home and her husband was unemployed and he basically got sick of it. Mm -hmm. And he started listening to this cult and put her in a simulation. So she was a stay-at-home wife and he went off and worked at the project. And And what happens in the end? Um, It's spoiled now for everyone. It's spoiled for everyone. That that is what you find out. It's a simulation in the end. How do you find out? Because it showed them, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. It's a very good film. Went to a film last night when I got my all clear. Mm-hmm. Went to see Knock at the Cabin. 
weird. Wouldn't recommend it. I thought it was going to be more of a horror thriller kind of thing, but it mm. ended up being this kind of bizarre uh, apocalyptic thing. Oh, I love apocalypse things. You might love this. The Actually, you probably would love this because it's not a horror horror. Yeah. I like horrors too. It's... um. It's very, it's weird. The I was listening to a really good video recently where someone was talking about essentially that the mid-budget blockbuster has just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So it's either straight for Netflix or massive, huge studio films like Marvel or something like that. It's a like great that. point, actually. Like, you don't get things like Let's Be Cops anymore, Super Bad, yeah. Neighbours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Neighbours 2. <laughs> Bad Neighbours 3. <laughs> like, you don't get those kind of Whimsical. No. So those are the funny. Let's be cops. I've watched that when it initially came out in college. I watched it about five times, and it was one of the funniest things I've seen at the time. But uh, oh, what director was saying this recently? Quentin Tarantino was probably saying. Quentin Tarantino it. was saying it. He said uh, he's talking about why all modern films are shit, mm-hmm. and it's because there's so much money behind them they can't take any risks. Mm-hmm. So if you're with like two massive studios or you have a few massive brands behind you you can't take a risk and put in like like you can't make a movie like Sausage Party because nobody's going to give you the money firstly mm-hmm. and then if they do give you the money they have so much oversight and that's why his like Quentin Tarantino is basically the only person making good movies now how many movies has he left on his hit list so it's it's one or two okay okay because it, people don't know whether Kill Bill 1 and 2 is a film or two films mm-hmm I think he says it's two films, so he has one left. He said he's a full season of a TV show written yeah. or wrote. It is created, um, but no one knows what it's about. I love that he is a genius. Yeah, I liked uh, Kill Bill. Were great. I used to love those, and Inglorious Bastards. Enjoyed it much more after a couple of watches. I think, although the initial scene with Christopher Waltz where he's drinking the oh milk. Oh my god, that's frightening. Uh, Christopher Waltz was like the only person he could find that could speak fluent French, German and English or whatever. The, so apparently they were going to axe the movie because they couldn't cast his part. Mm-hmm. And he just so happened to audition and then it all... Apparently in his audition he was getting... He was so nervous he kept mixing up what language he was speaking during the audition. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you're the one. I hate when that happens to me when I'm fluent in multiple <laughs> different languages. Yeah, so I, I then there's... Then he had the f- Men of Iron? No, Fists of Men of Fists of Fury, there's a Kung Fu. And then there is Django. Is Django Quarantine? I think so. Quarantino. Quarantino. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. Django is very, very good. Django's Oh my god. Pub fiction. Django's not really rewatchable though. Oh, I rewatched it. It's just it's such a big piece. Yeah. I I really like Pulp Fiction. I really like Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs is Tarantino, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes, and Pulp Fiction was kind of the first big one. Yeah. And he got all the... Uh, it's crazy he was like a kid when he was making those. He was saying Bruce Willis was like begging him to let him be a star in his movie because he'd seen Reservoir Dogs and he liked it so much. And this is back when Bruce Willis was like... The, the man. Jeez, I fucking love Lethal Weapon. I love Die oh. Hard. I love all of those. I love the Lethal Weapon... I think it's Lethal Weapon 2 where Samuel Jackson's in it. He's called Zeus. That's probably one of my favourite ones. And Victor, Victor Sting's Jeez, brother. they were just great movies. Unbelievable. Do you know where there was just a bad guy and mm-hmm. you were out to get the bad guy? Yeah. Apparently Disney is fucked at the moment. No way. Financially, it just keeps making shit things and it's putting huge money into them, but trying to make a lot of them, but none of them are really working out. It's a big risk as well when you have something like Disney Plus and you have to have a certain amount of new content all the time. Apparently that's not. I was actually watching something on Disney Plus the other day. It was about, do you remember the scene, the Serena Williams debacle where she had the tantrum last year? She threw down the bat. You remember that? The racket. The racket bat. The racket. Jesus Christ. She found the racket. And she was playing her, yeah, she was playing. uh, Playing her like. (laughs) You don't remember that happening? No. So essentially. I remember another debacle. Was she hidden her safe room away from Wada? Mm. So, but she was playing last year. Really short synopsis of what happened. You can't get coached when you're playing tennis. Your coach has to sit in the audience. They can't okay. signal you at some of the Grand Slams. Some of the other Grand Slams, I think, do let you. Okay. One of like the big four. I've watched a weird amount of tennis stuff recently. And the one thing I've learned is that all tennis players are giant babies. And I'm just really <laughs> disappointed in them as quality of athletes because they all have tantrums. 
and it's okay. just like ugh. it's probably all the gear hey but <laughs> you can't get coached when you're playing okay. tennis in the US grandstand from what I remember in Flushing Meadows <laughs> no is that Crystal Springs no <laughs> it's Flushing Meadows are you sure yeah so anyway there she was playing her coach gave her a thumbs up or a signal okay the guy in the high chair who's just doing his job he's a Portuguese yeah. Portuguese coach he saw the signal and gave her a fault or whatever usually oh. they'll give like a warning but she got a fault this time uh, apparently this guy was a stickler for the rules her coach as as international umpires tend to be so he's like a professional umpire yeah. and he's coached at all of these grand slams and all of these pro tennis things and I'm probably using vernacular here now that's driving some tennis players mentally yeah. like oh my god well you called the racket a bat I, that so was if, if that didn't tee up the that drove me to distraction <laughs> that was uh, that oh, I meant to call it a racket but anyway so she got the fault or whatever had a huge tantrum talking shit to the ref which I firmly believe no matter what happens the player should never talk back to the no, umpire no. or the ref no matter what it is you let someone else do that mm-hmm. but as you as a playing athlete should not and yeah. cannot and it never works out anyway No, the ref or the umpire never goes do you know what I was wrong never goes do you know that. what you're you right I was a little harsh on you so it came out later that the coach admitted that he did coach her so <sighs> she was wrong to have her tantrum but then people made it into this huge, like, uh, misogynistic, racist thing where there's this, like, this white man sitting in his high chair talking oh, down to this woman. Oh, my God. And Disney has this documentary. They're, they're notoriously kind of, like, woke in the last few years and uh, a lot of their stuff has been subverting kind of expectations by pushing... You know the way... A lot of movies are cliche. You just said, I like when there's a clear bad guy. Yeah. Those movies are really good because they're tropes that we understand, but they're inherently very human. And so it's very entertaining yeah. and we love it. So they've been kind of trying to push things that don't normally make sense. And they had this up in Disney. And you're watching the whole thing. It's not, it's not that long a documentary. It's like 40 minutes something. And they're going through all the stuff. And anyone reasonable conclusion is like, Oh, Serena had a bit of a tantrum there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Her coach admitted he did something wrong. Yeah, maybe which, which he did. Maybe tennis need to change the rules. But as it stands right, like the press that rule, but as it stands right now, you know the rules. Mm-hmm. You know you're not supposed to do that. You know your coach isn't supposed to do that. You know you can never talk back to the ref like that. You can't treat anyone like never, that. Never, ever, ever. You shouldn't talk to anyone like that in a professional setting, realistically. And so you're like, oh, Serena's clearly in the wrong here. And then they finish really quickly being like, so so clearly that's tennis, this big man, big white man in his high chair talking down to a woman, like it's misogynist and racist. Thanks for watching the documentary, goodbye. And you're just like, what, what the fuck? How did you end up with this conclusion? So Disney are, were trying to go that route, but they just wasn't making for great storytelling. And it's, it's been... Yeah, it ruins. It, bringing politics into anything ruins it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bringing politics into sport ruins it. Bringing politics into movie making ruins it. Bringing politics into music ruins it. Like, Kill Bill is a great example of a strong female character done incredibly well. They're yeah. just so good. Yeah. That Kill Bill are some of, I think, I'm going to say they're his best movies. They're certainly yeah, a, a yeah, favourite yeah. of mine because I was yeah. really, when I was watching those, I was still into martial arts a lot. I've seen okay. them now again, but at the time, so it was just, and they're like, they're like a spaghetti western of martial arts. They really are. Like they really Like those tropes you talk about They really play into those And it's just The, the brutal violence Yeah And the, that actor You just never see her In anything ever again Really Wasn't there a story behind that? Was there? I can't remember what that story is So I'm not going to repeat it But I've, I think okay. there was Yeah I feel like you have a story in your head um, But I, the violence of those You know in the second one Where she's that huge fight in the kind of bathhouse with all oh, of the yeah. the guys in suits yeah 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 yeah. you know what then it's like a nightclub look at John Wick look how popular yeah. John Wick is yeah that's like that's what we a mid budget you John know, Wick 4 is coming out now and I can't wait to see it I think the best thing John Wick does is it happens in a fictional universe yes do you know so they don't have to try and they don't have to try and tow the party line on anything you know mm-hmm Jeez, uh, John Wick, that, uh, those series of films are among my favourite films ever. So around this time last year, actually a few weeks ago last year, when we both got COVID for the f- probably the first time, I watched all of those 
I'd say I watched I watched all of them right through day really? on day but I don't know if I rewatched some of them yeah I this time in my COVID lockdown there is there's not a knife in my house that won't shave hair literally if I show you my forearm now it's just all patches of shaved hair from sharpening knives and testing them on myself I love it oh I, I just couldn't do any more movies I was uh, so Fitz knew I was I sent him videos when it was happening so in in Ireland in the kind of west of Ireland there is a county and there's a breed of deer which are essentially the only native deer left in Ireland they're called red deer and there's a lot of them in this particular county this particular part of the county this town is a massive tourist spot internationally Mm. it's a huge tourist spot it's probably the most popular outside of Dublin I would say and it is a huge population of red deer because they're not shot by hunters which drive a huge portion of the culling of deer in Ireland uh, as the National Parks and Wildlife Service recently came out a few weeks ago saying that it's very important that hunters keep hunting or whatever because mm. it's keeping the deer down and routinely these deer are hit by cars I'd so, say every day so we're me and my missus and my young fella are driving around because he's asleep and everyone knows when you've oh, ki- you just keep driving you just keep driving and it's a lovely place to drive around drive around like some Loch Aten and loads of those lakes and stuff and have a look and we came out kind of in the middle of this hot spot of deer where you see them you could see them every day there and they're just just there standing there yeah. not getting shot but anyway uh, we saw this couple with a kind of a people carrier a, a, a family van kind of thing with flat tyre standing out looking at it and obviously I rolled on the window and I was like, can I help you or whatever? Are you okay, you know? Because they were kind of milling around. And they are like, yeah, we, we hit a deer. She actually said we hit two deer. My, oh, my God. My ears just went, are they dead? <laughs> and she was like, I'm not sure or whatever. And there's a big line of traffic out on the main road. And I'm like, yes. I was like, we got to go. <laughs> gotta oh, go. my God. So he was like, yeah. they drove over the back wheel. I don't know how they managed. They must have been flying. But I was like, and I had no knife. Of all the knives I have, I was literally... How did you not have a knife in the car? Because it wasn't my car. We were driving. If I had my own car, yeah. if it was my car, I would have had at least two knives available yeah. to dispatch the deer. But uh, by the time we got to the end of the queue, the, the local, someone who, the Brack Rangers had taken, had done what needed to be done, yeah. I'd say. But I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's I had the dispatch one in that town last year. Yes. On the way back from a jiu-jitsu seminar at like half eleven at night. Jesus. Uh, that was actually People are not ready for it. So I hit it. It I know I would hit the back wheel as well because it hit my back wheel. Yeah. Um I swerved out on the other side of the road. It was the middle of the night, so I swerved out on the other side of the road mm. and the deer just sprinted and mashed into the back of the car. Right. Uh so it was it was like all from the end of its rib cage back was just fucked. So yep. I got back, I pulled in, ran back the road. By the time I ran back, there's two cars pulled in. There was a, a Polish woman and her son mm-hmm. who were both crying and rubbing the deer's head. Oh no. And then a local lad who was like, Oh, I'll ring someone there. And I was like, Look, no, it's grand. We'll get it sorted. So it was a red deer hind, a big female red deer, big yes. fucking horse for yoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman was on her knees, so the deer is fully a- awake and alive, and mm-hmm. but its back half is done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop rubbing the deer, and she's like, "You're ringing the vet, you're ringing animal sanctuary," oh, no. and I was like, trying to just, it's like, you don't need to be here to see this, you know? Yes. So, Rambo was up with the jeep, and I was like, Rambo, if I shout for a knife, you're just gonna grab that knife in the back seat and bring it down to me. Yes. But because of the whole public relations debacle that was going on down here yeah I was just anyway so I had to pull the son aside who's like in his late teens early 20s mm-hmm. and I'm like your mom needs to leave here now you know mm-hmm. she's like you're ringing the vet you're ringing the vet and I was like she needs to leave because she doesn't need to see this mm-hmm. and then she wasn't leaving so I just got up we brought the deer to the side of the road I got up started running back up towards my jeep which is 50 metres away and I just roared I was like Rambo get my knife <laughs> 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 and then Rambo came down with the knife yeah. and they were just like in bits oh, roaring no. and I was just like yeah. you just have to leave now you know yeah yeah it's it's every like every 10 seconds that situation goes on longer yeah. is bad for the deer like yeah. the deer is in a terrible way there's it's the, it's not that nothing can be done although nothing can be done no nothing it's, it's that nothing will be done and as well it's like say if that was the last deer in the world and they really needed to save its life 
They probably couldn't save. They, they could probably save. couldn't. No, not not with the damage from cars. Like they are very no. fragile in terms of the the bones and stuff. So there's nothing like. No, like the best they could do is preserve its blood, like for yeah. cloning. Like, your your responsibility is just to end the suffering immediately. At that point in the situation, like maybe I don't know in other countries. I don't think anything be done. Like it was like endangered birds and stuff. They often, but for deer, no, no, deer are just there's, uh, there's no one to do anything. Of thousands of deer in the country. Yeah, no one was, but there's nothing to be done with that deer. There's no, no availability. There's no donkey sentries for the deer. Like there's nothing. No, no. Let's say you could save that deer's life, and the deer was in like a giant wheelchair thing. There's nowhere for it to go. Like there's nothing. Even even if it broke its leg and it recovered. A deer's life is hard. Yeah. Like they're jumping over 10 feet fo- tall fences multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. They're running up and down mountains. That deer will die the first cold snap it gets to. Mm-hmm. Things get a bit hard. That deer just won't be able to get out of its bed one morning and will be dead there within an hour. Yeah. We've, um, we saw deer one deer. Was she blind in one eye? And yeah. had some kind of re-knitted leg. But it had not renated really well, you know, and she was just... Jeez, she was in a bad way. Just sitting in the middle of a field in the middle of a day. Um, we we actually thought... <laughs> so we spotted that deer for a long ways off. And we yeah. were both lying there like 80 metres away being like, what the fuck? It was like a robot putting its head up every so often and back down. And it was, yeah. its head was too heavy for it to hold up. Yeah. And in the end, I was like, fuck, it would have to... It was in a field right next to a farmer's yard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was just there. Deer would normally never, ever be there. I was like, is this yeah. some kind of rehabilitation thing where that... But then we know the farmer. Mm-hmm. And there's no way the farmer would be no way. having that deer there. So, yeah. That was, yeah. that The only... Like, that's the best answer in that scenario, though. But it's still, it's a still very grim thing, obviously, to do. You know, that was... Yeah. Uh, there's no joy in that, like. But it's like... Jesus, no. But it, it's, uh, it should be done in that scenario. Because what happens there... She had very little tea left as well, you know. Yeah. So she couldn't even eat the grass around her. Um, I'd say that's probably what was happening. Yeah. She was just starving. She was blind. Like, just... Yeah, what was going to happen there is crows would probably come along and try and get at her eyes yeah. while she's still alive. Or foxes will start kind of nipping at her eventually. Yeah, she yeah, moving, yeah. You know, so it's just... There's no... It's grim. No one wants to do anything there, like, but that's the... It's, you know... It's definitely a better option. Anyway, let's move away from that. Anyway, funny right? story about the one we d- had to dispatch on the side of the road. Right. So we're coming back. It's at a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's late. Or jiu-jitsu seminar. It's late. Yeah. And we're driving back through an area where deer don't exist, right? Yes. So this particular population of red deer that Owen's talking about, only the only pure herd of red deer in Europe speculated that haven't been hybridized ever. We're coming back. This carcass is destroyed. Like, there's absolutely nothing you can do with it. So we're driving back. We're dropping one of the lads home. And we just find a forestry somewhere, find a hole in the forestry, put the deer in there. A few months later, somebody's sitting in a pub nearby to this area. Mm-hmm. They say, Jesus Christ, you'll never hear they found red deer out the road. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then there was all these rumours that they had come across the mountains and that there mm. was a population of them out there. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah. Jesus, nothing. You don't get away with anything. But I saw a fallow in Kerry. I saw it on the border. That's mad. And there's no fallow within Limerick. Like Limerick is the closest. Out by Glenstall Abbey is the closest fallow there. Or East Cork was probably... Well, East Cork's 80 miles, 100 miles away, you know. Yeah, 100% was a, a fallow, though. So strange. I was just like, Joe, when you're driving, you're like, what the fuck are you doing yeah. here? You shouldn't be here. You know, this Spider-Man yeah, yeah, meme yeah, where yeah. there's three Spider-Mans are all pointing at each other, like, you should oh be God. here. So, I uh, wish you'd shot her. Just to prove to people? Yeah. Can you imagine if a little herd of fallow deer just living somewhere in North Kerry? So, way back tangent there. So we were right. talking about, you were saying, imagine if there was a, a great unplugging. What if there was a great forced unplugging, like for example, a uh, in end of civilization kind of thing? Mm. Do you have like a go-to plan? You know? Is oh yeah, I was so excited. You were, you were briefly you tickled my fancy on this the other day when we were talking on the phone. Yeah, I was just thinking about it because I have one hundred percent. I have it in my head. You have a plan. Yeah. Have any physical prep done, or is this just a plan involved doing the prep See, as a lot you go? Of, a lot of my life prepares me for this anyway. My so what go on? Mine is. Go home. Mm-hmm. Grab. In this scenario, you've a, 
I'll, I'll give you you probably know something's going to happen yeah you have a few days or weeks like it feels I'm like I'm gonna say a two week you have a two weeker here yeah you, you, things are deteriorating or look like they're gonna deteriorate so what I do is I go home mm-hmm. load up the family load up the people who are willing to come with me right mm-hmm. get the rifles and shotguns oh yes uh, essential then I get so we've four fuel tanks for the boat and probably another five or six jerry cans fill all of those with petrol mm-hmm. put the boat in the water and then I go out to one of the islands in West Cork and I just make a fortress of it wait you're going out to the islands but what are you going to do for food there's loads of deer on in a strict lot yeah and there's like rabbits and fishing people have lived on those islands for thousands of years with fishing that's true so that's probably what I do I ferry in and out to the mainland then how, what kind of miles per gallon do you get out of a boat? Yeah, bad, very bad. Is it very bad? It's not. I thought it'd good. be like it could be like a hundred miles per gallon. You're just chucking along like you, if you just like. Are they petrol? Is there diesel boats? Is there diesel? diesel for like fishing boats and stuff? But see, ours is like. See, you only get about a year out of petrol, I think, before you have to. Uh, you, if you keep mixing it, you should be okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna live hard and live fast. To be honest, <laughs> but you're with your family and your extended kin. I know, but uh, within the year we'll be well set. Like. Within the year, we may never leave again. Like, yeah, it's the if you could secure a, a cache of powder and your own pack, gunpowder. Yeah, you'd be see. You could start a thousand rounds don't last so long after fifteen years. Like, and you're feeding. See, you 20, only have your 25. mandated government amount of ammo as well. That's on your license. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the two hundred. You know. Yes. So you'd. Uh, you'd Why are you always... winking at me, Darren? <laughs> You'd um, you'd have to be wary of that. Like, I'm saying, there's a lot of deer going to be shot in the head with a two two three or one seven H or more. You see, the government aren't there anymore as well. Like, obviously, yeah. so it's uh, the thing is in Ireland, you're just not going to be able to get anymore. There's no caches. We obviously know where every gun dealer is essentially, but they're obviously going to have the same idea. The only hope, they'll be strong roomed up. Like, the only hope is that they'll kind of go a bit mad, like, and probably shoot themselves or something. <laughs> a lot of them, like, and then you're just. You'd get in there grand, you know. You'd get in if you wanted to... See, the other thing is, like, I reckon that's the least of your worries. The rounds? Do you think so? Yeah. I not Well, maybe not the least or most of your worries, but it's certainly a very important part of the process. I, I think... I think purification of water is your biggest issue. Like, in my plan, in my rallying mm-hmm. to get into the water and onto an island... Mm-hmm. Some sort of reverse osmosis system, hugely is, energy inefficient. You see, I know is a problem. With I know, those. but you see, desalination of water is massively energy inefficient. See, I'm hoping that when this, when this situation happens, the net cost of energy will have gone to zero. That's how I'm thinking this would have gone down. But you could actually, for individuals, you could desalinate seawater reasonably well if you had some basic chemistry setup. Yeah. Uh, for distilling so you have Joe Fitz there like. see mostly what you need is just to boil off the water you know or yeah. evaporate the water from the salt and you'll have other kind of minerals involved in that and then you just need a condenser yeah it's a slow process but if you've someone same as making pochine like. if you've someone tipping away on that and you have a fuel source so I'm not sure what you'd use for a fuel source because if you you know you're not on the prairie and you don't have buffalo cow pads you know you've you need you, you need stuff to burn, you know. So that's where on the island you're kind of goose to there a little bit. No, you see, you're you're thinking of this as a small. You need a lot of water, fort. like. Well, where are you going to like? How far of a journey is it from the mainland? Oh, I tip way up the west coast. No, but how if you're picking an island to make your base, like, and you have a limited supply of petrol, eventually you're going to start rowing, like. So how? No, 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 no. What's the distance? You're you're actively campaigning and fighting against people for their petrol as well. Yeah. Because, see, they're just going to see a, a fishing boat coming along the coast mm-hmm. and then suddenly the round. For me, I think I'm going to have to murder anyone I see with a gun and just acquire their ammunition. I think it's just like... Your biggest issue will be hitting them, like... <laughs> no, oh, because they'll see me, like... Um, I think... I, I just don't know if that working fits, like, you're... But everyone's petrol is going to be gone after a while, like, so you're not going to have the preservatives, like, and you're, no one's going to store petrol correctly. So and you're out in the islands as well, like, and it's not a good other, environment for The other thing petrol. is, right, Yeah. instead of commandeering an island... Right. I'll commandeer a tanker that's on the the refinery in I think Whitegate. that's a better idea. That's a... You're on a lumbering juggernaut of a boat. What's stopping... What stops those tankers rotting, though? 
Nothing? Nothing. Yeah. But like that's a lot of you've a lot of bargaining power there as well. Like, Grim existence, but yeah. very useful I would say. There's no zombies in this scenario for me, but I'm heading back home. Uh, yeah. El Parentes and obviously yeah, yeah, contacting yeah, yeah. all relevant family members. Uh, and um, consolidating it's consolidating the clan consolidating the clan with firearms and ammunition you know and then it's looking at how many animals are alive at home right? yeah and looking is there because a- you could have you could have a, a marauding herd of cattle that you'd walk across the landscape see what you become nomad cattle farmers what I'm really see what I'm really looking for there is I'd be looking to acquire acquire I'm winking here right. acquire someone else's dairy cattle you know Oh, you know, and it, look, if someone, if some neighbor farmer has sadly passed away in the cataclysm, yeah, you know, and their hundred head of dairy cattle are left there, sure, and they'd you, want would, me to help. Would you want a hundred dairy cows? Well, you free land, like just to tear down a few ditches, you get a nice crop of good ground there, and uh, you know, not hard to make hay by hand. Uh, well, it is very hard to make, but it's very simple. It's very hard to do by hand, but you could yeah, do it like very labor intensive. But you know, you surely bring the F three fifty with you. <laughs> That's if, surely the Mad Max battle wagon of you see just a Northwest Cork. A big herd, immune to any like you're not reliant on uh it's not the end if you kill one fairly routinely, you know, and you get a lot of meat and especially if you're eating everything off cattle. Yeah. And especially if you're acquiring your neighbours' cattle, you know. That are left to you when they die. Yeah, and if they die in strange circumstances, <laughs> I mean it's not uh no, you're looking for other farmers and you're just kind of looking build a bit of a community. Okay. And then obviously if anyone steps out of line, you're just, you know. Uh, and you're looking then obviously start growing stuff and, and looking what grows hardy or like kind of hardy in the weather. Mm. But I think the big thing there is... Potatoes. Overly invest in potatoes. <laughs> they never go wrong. You... A big thing I think is just beef in their yards. Acquiring a nice plot of land a little bit higher up from behind us, I think. Uh, <laughs> tearing down certain holes and ditches with neighbouring lands, you know. Okay. And then... You're basically using this apocalypse as you gaining more land. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. And then very close to huge populations of red deer and seeky deer. They're gone. All wild animals are gone. Ooh, not if you take out the people who might get them first, you know. But you see, the problem is taking those people out are the people who would be taking you out. They're not willing to go that far sooner than I'm willing. Oh, to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, you're 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 uh, touching off a few rounds before the the news broadcast. <laughs> listen, is even done. like it's get or be got, you know. And like people will probably have a time frame there where they're like, Jesus, I, like I can't, I couldn't like kill him. Just stay at home. Whereas I'm already covered in in blood, like and people's blood, you know. And I'm just like. Just eradicating anyone who I think might be a danger. That's uh, that's something that really annoys me in films. Mm-hmm. Is when people don't just fucking take the shot. Yeah. That movie last night now, two different opportunities where they could have just it would have all been over. Mm-hmm. Just da da. Yeah. Yeah. No. But like you're laughing at me acquiring land, but you're on about being a pirate. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're on about shooting. <laughs> you're on about shooting Living people. on dolphin meat. You're on about shooting people from your boat, like. Yeah. You know, and killing dolphins as well. They're more intelligent than most people, and you're on about killing them, you know. But you, yeah. It just, in the event of At this least happening. they're not killing the dolphins and acquiring their cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just, if anyone, if the apocalypse if does happen. If anyone knows where we're going. <laughs> And if you're on the the frequencies, <laughs> code name, uh, <laughs> co- uh, code name uh, rough and ready, or uh, if that substance becomes compromised, I'll be known as rimming round the mountain. Okay. <laughs> rimming round. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I'm thinking, lots of farming expertise around, lots of cattle around to sustain yeah. a reasonable number of people. Yeah. All sensible. And then I think you're just looking at getting uh, water sources are plenty around there, you know, uh, all year round, really. I think the big thing then is just uh, essential life-saving medicines, acquiring those, you know. That's probably the hardest thing because they're easily taken by the people who have them. So, so I'm just saying, like... Once oil tanker life dries up for me, I'd probably go to the, <laughs> the mountains of South Kerry. When the, when the pirate's life... You're welcome to come back to the new no, mega herd now, no, I can't. <laughs> 
you know I wouldn't be civilised enough for that Mad Max situation like you're 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 welcome to come back like to the new super kingdom like um, no I, I'd probably stay in the mountains of South Kerry I don't know what your family want Africa certainly wouldn't want to be living I, in the mountains to be honest I think the pirate life would have pushed a lot of them away <laughs> and I'd be riding solo nah, sailing nah. solo yeah I think yeah there's, but not that many people shoot in Kerry like is a thing you know so I don't know like there's enough for everyone I don't have to go there's shooting there's not I don't have to go there's shooting there's not enough for everyone I don't have to go shooting everyone immediately like <laughs> there's heavy winks coming across <laughs> the mic stand here no it's just I. it's not that I want their resources but I want their right, resources I have a question for you go on and a more realistic thing right okay main grid electricity is gone right your phone has 67% battery left in it mm-hmm. what will you do to charge that phone I'll get a load of f- fucking double A batteries. Right. A load of wire and tape and you can just charge it away. But if the main grid's gone, there's no In point series. having series. There's no point having a phone. Realistically. Okay. It's a, a glorified, very inefficient torch. So mains grid electricity's gone now, you go home tonight. Mm-hmm. No electricity. I've a, how do you light the house? I have a seventy five thousand milliamp battery bank at home that's fully charged. And how does that light your house? There's a light on that as well. So Why would I need to light the house at night time? That's a very inefficient way of doing things. Okay. I'm, what are you asking? Is this, is apocalypse or is this a short term? No, this is, we might, like, we're two or three months now without electricity. I think you're just accepting that you go to bed and it gets dark. Yeah. And try and acquire some solar torches maybe. Oh. Maybe. What, what are you thinking? I'm, I'm going back to petrol again and I'm probably <laughs> going to charge my phone in the car. I'll charge my lamp in the car. What good is the phone to you, though? I don't know, but I'd just like to have it there. Playing chess. Play- <laughs> That's actually so true. Uh, my chess addiction has gotten so bad. Do, do you know what? I'm probably going robbing a load of fresh socks and underpants as well. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going... You're not washing anything ever again. No, but I want That's that... There's going to come a stage, right? Five years into the apocalypse, if 6,000 herd of cattle, there's 400 of us in the community... The tribal warfare has died down. Raiding each other. Tribal warfare has died down because of uh, we've brokered a truce, right? And it's just there's no electricity. We're we're living in ring forts again. And okay. I just wake up some morning and I just want to put on a fresh pair of socks, you know. Just to bring you back to twenty twenty. I warm them up in front of the fire with my oh, yeah. fresh underpants, tearing off the cardboard, pulling out the really annoying little plastic. Oh yeah, the things. little tea bear. You put them on. Put on your leather moccasins, you know. Yeah. I put on my. Uh, Probably some form of leather kilt and leather jerkin made of still smelly cow leather. Would you go kilt? I'd I'd go kilt now if I was left. To be honest, Would you? culturally, like so. Jesus, you're fucking raw enough. Five years into being the 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 local warlord, like I'm going. Okay. Kilt. I'm setting the trends. Um, still, so still going, going for skin fade. Get nice skin fade. Going for a nice. Skin Would fade. you? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Would well, you that's keep what Giovanni in your your cult like. I don't think Giovanni's making it, to be honest. Yeah, I think Giovanni <laughs> wouldn't do too well. I think Giovanni's no, drinking wine and smoking a fag till, 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 yeah, till, till the end comes. Whereas I'm like, just like, annoyingly clinging on just to like, for, yeah, for no, no, real for reason, no reason. No reason. Just, just spite. Just pure spite, like, yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, Irish Celts uh, used to shave as a way of, of pro protesting against Essentially, the British rule was like skin fades, but along here on top was uh, it was seen Flat. as uncouth or uncouth. So they uh, would have done that. So the skin fade goes back a long way. Oh, yeah. So it'd be it'd be a little bit buttery, but I'm sure I get used to it after a few years. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you could just scalp yourself to side your head. Do you think in the communities people would start specialising a lot again? Yes. Do you think? Yeah. Probably makes it's probably the only thing that makes sense in those kind of communities. It wouldn't make sense not to if you do twenty lads. Why would you expect all twenty of those lads to be good at making their own house? Mm-hmm. No, you'd have four lads: mm-hmm. Jim, Bob, Timmy, and Sean, mm-hmm. who are great at making houses, mm-hmm. and they go and do that. And we say, lads, while you're doing that, now we'll start the food tonight. Do you think they're going back to Watlin Dog, or do you think it's like some hybridized? Understanding of modern architecture and materials. I'd and say a lot, lot better insulation. Yeah, I'd say you could see a. Well, it's easily got. Yeah, and of course the structures are going nowhere. So, no, and I think it's all like you. 
you just have a better understanding of layouts and things, you know. And everyone's everyone's going to want to live closer together is the thing, though, you know. Really? In in my cattle herding. Kingdom. Oh, you're you're going to be up on top of each other, touchy feely. Like. You you can't be living that far away. Like it's dangerous. What about if another marauding? What if pirates come along? The pirates come off the ship. Yeah, if they come in 150 miles inland, like you don't want to be segregated, you know. And then the uh, the the radiation mutants are around. Like I feel, I feel like what I probably do after commandeering a a large vessel. Mm-hmm is I would start making fleeting runs over and back to the continent. And I would Why? acquire vast sums French, of wealth. French people. French people taking What's things... What's wealth, though? Resources. Resources. Morphine suppositories. <laughs> you know, those cattle trend suppositories. Yeah. That's how I'm running my kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one of those in your ass all the time. I'm re- I, two hours I have one in my ass right now. Two hours of sleep a night. Yeah. You know, they actually, back in the day, used to be able to buy those in agricultural stores in the US or kind of online. And uh, obviously, as people want to do some very enterprising gearhead chemists, were able to isolate the trend from those pellets. And you no actually way. had trend. Yeah. It was quite difficult to do, but doable. Oh. Yeah. So. In the event of the apocalypse, I will be acquiring a further stash of those, you know. There's not too many of those in Ireland. No. And obviously I'll just be trying to get as much gear as possible to last me as yes. long as, as the left vegetable hypertrophy will hold out on the mass amount of gear. Yes. Because you just want to be physically ready at all times all year round, you know. I'll take the receding here for the chance of being a warlord. Oh, 100%. You know? Oh, I'm railing gear and yeah. modafinil all the time because you're just staying ready. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like Joe Dada in movies when they like wake up a soldier who's at home and he's like, Wah! yeah, yeah, and he's just like, Wah! and yeah. you kind of just wake up. That's what I feel like all the time. Dara hasn't hit like deep sleep in five years. Time. No, 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 no. Only light sleep REM. Yeah. No, I have waking sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to be like too heavy. Like you want to be like eighty-five kilos. I think, or else like a fucking lean and wiry ninety. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That's that's. Um, but like just four of those kilos are calluses <laughs> four of those kilos are dead skin that stays there to harden you up a bit from being a pirate on your shoes like yeah 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 I've also I've done the nose operation myself and just put a 10 mil drill bit up my nose and opened out that cavity and now I breathe like a master yeah but what about the impending infection from that I have enough morphine suppositories to get me through any amount of operations and then just pour petrol on it I have a tanker of petrol I think we're sorted, Garf. I just want to know where you're getting all this petrol, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm robbing an oil tanker off the refinery in Cork Harbour. It wouldn't be that hard to rob, like, to be honest, in the event of total societal collapse. No. Where did the arm squad reside? In in the, the city here. See, like, they wouldn't go back there. They'd be running for their family, realistically. Like, I don't know, do you want an Uzi or an MP5, though? Even though it would be nice. When you're not going to... Yeah. Like, better to have it not need it than need not have it. I think they're... I think they have H&K MP5s at the moment. Mm. And they used to have Uzis. Like, that's <laughs> clearly a self-defense weapon. <laughs> or... There's or, nothing offensive about 800 rounds per minute. Or... It's a potential... Not personally, offensive weapon, you know. Okay, like, it's not offensive to you. Yeah, and if... I think what would be a better weapon would be... Some sort of rocket propelled grenade or large bazooka thing where you're taking structures. I'm gonna sneak up in the middle of the night and I'll hit four of your Watland Dove huts. And it's so and you need a bazooka for that devastating, yeah, that people just leave. But I'm coming out snazzled, medafinal, doesn't matter. You're you're exploded, metformin up, no, nope, but the rest immaculate of immaculate glucose control, the rest of them, yeah, aren't on metformin. Uh, and all the other gear, you know. Yeah, but how many people have you with you is the thing, though? Just one. I'll just sneak up in the middle just of Just you with your bazooka. Do you know how long you take to reload? <laughs> like, you're going to have one, maximum three. <laughs> Maybe five with you, if you could even find that. I have a backpack with four RPGs in the back, and then I have one launcher in my hand, and I just sneak up. But the earth cover is blown after the first one. No, it's not, because it's the middle of the fucking night. Yeah, it is. It's everyone, a bazooka. No, it's, it's an, an rocket propelled grenade. So once the first one, they're all looking at the one that's just blown up. They're not yeah. looking out to the side. Yeah. Where I'm just like aiming down. Boom. But I'm Okimbo wielding Uzis, firing at your general direction. From 80 metres away though. 
doesn't matter. 800, 800 runs a second or a minute. Just you couldn't hit E flat from 80 metres away with an Uzi. Just literally running towards your general direction so the distance is closing, you know? Yeah, but you're so out of breath. <laughs> no, but I'm anaphylled up, so it's fine. Like, I have a lot of energy and there's a lot of cleanse, so my bronchodilation is very high, so I'm getting a lot of oxygen in there. I've, you're going to get a heart attack is what you're going to get. I found a lot of EPO. Uh, okay, thanks for watching this episode, or listening to this episode of uh, Shit Talk. <laughs> of Darren Owen, Preppers for Life. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, one final thing. Preppers, I'd say they're there was, not very... There preppers wanking themselves off when COVID was happening. But the thing with they preppers just, is... <laughs> <laughs> Most preppers are just storing things. Like that's useless. You're yeah, not very yeah, versatile. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't even take anyone's cattle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like? You've you have nothing of value other than what that limitly available. Like, you want to be versatile enough that when shit hits the fan, you're just ready to take over and start shooting other people. Yeah, I, I want to be to rob a phrase from Rogue Fitness: high speed, low drag. <laughs> Like when it's time for you to become a pirate, you've just got to have the skills ready, and then you'll make and do. You know, if you if can't you, have the stuff with you, you need to acquire the stuff along the way. Yeah, like the, having the stuff. How long are batteries going to last you? Not this that is conceivably going to happen in the drop of a hat as you're driving home. Mm-hmm. You can't be relying on a go bag that's stashed in the back of your shed. Like yeah, like yeah, some of them are burying containers under the ground. The biggest tool you have mm-hmm. is your brain. He who dares wins, and this is exactly what the SCS were talking about. Yeah, when it's becoming a pirate, a post-apocalyptic pirate, or warlord marauding farmer. <laughs> you know, it's it's two very alternative existence, isn't it? It's living off the blood and milk of cattle and beef, or or fishing and stealing people's petrol, parading the high seas for petrol. <laughs> <laughs> he he has both eyes, but he just wears the patch. <laughs> He had that patch on his left eye yesterday, I'm sure. <laughs> no no one knows where he got the macaque monkey, but he has it. Wait, he has a peg leg and two other legs. <laughs> you stole a lemur from a photo of wildlife and just have it on your shoulder. Yeah, it's just an out of shape lemur just sitting there. <laughs> Eating all of the Maltesers and fucking Its job spittles. is to hold my cigarette while I go <laughs> <laughs> But routinely takes uh, Drags cigarettes uh, Okay, right. thanks for listening <laughs>